Hello and welcome to the Alcohol Free Vibes podcast, a high vibe space where we talk about all things spirituality, manifestation, raising our vibrations and walking away from the manifestation block that is alcohol. Whether you're newly sober, sober curious or you've been sober for a long time, this is the place for you if you want to learn more about spirituality, manifestation and how letting go of alcohol can make you so much more powerful at manifesting. It's time to stop drinking, start living, raise our vibrations and step into our manifestation power. Let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Alcohol Free Vibes podcast. What is the weather doing at the moment? I swear it cannot decide whether we are still in winter or whether it's spring. Um, But I think this is such a beautiful time of year to remember about the cycles of nature and how these actually apply to our manifestation process. I had a day the other day where I was feeling a bit low because I just thought I'm so sick of this rainy cold weather I've had enough and I had this really clear download that said just as much as you know for sure you know for certain that in just a few weeks it will be sunnier just in the same way so will all of your manifestations come to fruition and I had this like lovely warm feeling come over my body when I had that realization and I was like yeah it's absolutely impossible that it's not gonna be sunny soon it's gonna be warmer we're we're moving into spring even when it feels like this cold is never gonna end we know for sure that it will and just in that same way your manifestations even if you've been waiting for them for a long time they are literally just around the corner. You just have to hold on that little bit longer, have a little bit of faith, and they will be here before you know it. So that's my little thought of the day, thought for the week. Um, in other news, Sober and Soulful is getting ready to start on, I've now changed the day, the start date. It's not Monday the 3rd of April, it's Tuesday the 4th of April, 6pm GMT, um, Greenwich Meridian time. So if you would like to be in this next round of Sober and Soulful, if you're ready to let go of any FOMO that you have left around letting go of alcohol, if you're ready to step into your spiritual and manifestation power, if you feel like you are going through a bit of a spiritual awakening at the moment, you're waking up and you know that alcohol just does not resonate with you anymore and you just like to to release any blocks that you have around drinking it and you'd like to understand more about the exciting beautiful healing process that you show up for when you stop drinking then get involved in the next round um i'll pop the link in the show notes to sign up um also go and follow me on tiktok at coaching by annika underscore official you'll also see on my tiktok profile and my instagram profile there is a link to my stand store where you can have a look at all of my offerings you can also check out my website at www.coachingbyannika.co.uk So this week's guest is one of my lovely clients, Gemma Milne. 
Um, she has come on today to talk about her first year alcohol-free, all the amazing shifts that she's had, um, what she's manifested, and just really to inspire you all as to what can happen after your first year alcohol-free. So without further ado, let's meet the lovely Gemma. <laughs> Hello Gemma, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you so much. It's so nice to have you on the podcast. And I know. Before we do the introductions, I just have to tell everyone, today is a very special day, isn't it? Can you tell us why? This is my one year being alcohol-free today. Amazing, everyone. I, I hope you are giving Gemma a round of applause as long as you're not driving. Don't take your hands off the steering wheel. <laughs> Um, that's incredible. Um, okay, so before we jump in, with there's so much to say about your first year alcohol-free. Would you like to give a quick introduction to who you are and, and what you do? Yeah, okay, so I'm Gemma. I am nearly 37, live in South East London, and I am a dog trainer um, full-time. And yeah, I've been sober for a year. So yeah, that's me. Amazing. So what's been your biggest surprise in your first year alcohol-free, would you say? Oh, I don't know. I mean, there's so many things. I guess the biggest surprise would probably be just the the way you have to navigate your 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 life now without alcohol. I think obviously when you drink, you know, I would rely on drink for like social occasions and stuff. And I think for me, it was just then having to do it all without that. So I guess, I don't know, that surprise is a hard one because it's hard to know what I wasn't expecting, I guess. Yeah, and I, I know what you mean. When we go alcohol-free, life for the first year is full of firsts, isn't it? The first time yeah. I did this, the first wedding I went to without alcohol, the first time I, I don't know, dealt with my heart breaking without alcohol, the first time, I, you know, and it's full of firsts. And you're right, it's it's kind of like doing it for the first time, navigating it in a completely different way. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's the hard. That's the hardest thing. It's the but it's like ticking off all the firsts, like going through everything. So you know, a first barbecue, like wedding or birthday, Christmas. So yeah, I think it wasn't so much a surprise, but I guess it was just having to learn to deal with everything that came without the aid of alcohol. And what was your favorite first then? Oh, I mean. I guess my there's there's been so many like to be honest everything that I have done this year that's a first even if it was daunting at the time was amazing because you come out of it going oh I can you know I can do that I don't need to hold a glass of wine but I guess I would say Christmas was probably a favorite because Christmas for me obviously is a time when I would drink a lot every day of that Christmas break and it was amazing to be able to go through it without alcohol and be really present for it so I think probably Christmas was my favorite because before it that it would be quite boozy yeah and this is actually really interesting because I would say that for many people going alcohol free Christmas might be the thing that they're most scared of doing without alcohol I know for me that would be the biggest block um you know how will I manage to have Christmas without feeling like I'm missing out and would you say you felt like that before you actually tried it? Yeah, definitely. I think for, you know, a lot of the time throughout this past year, I've 
kind of felt like I kind of felt sorry for myself at times thinking oh you know I'm I'm why can I not be the one to just sit in a pub and have a drink or you know Christmas day not open a bottle of champagne so I definitely you know I felt that but I guess it depends I think it depends on where you are on your journey with Christmas had I gone into Christmas only being maybe three months alcohol free I definitely would have struggled but I think I went into it and it was like month 10 so I was at a much better place with where I was with everything so I think Christmas for me didn't feel like such a hurdle summer for me was hard because it was early into my year and it was summer I drink a lot in summer yeah um okay so what I'm hearing then is that it's kind of like as you've got you, your sober muscles got stronger as you've gone along and yeah. as it's got stronger you've got more resilient and you've been less afraid of, of showing up for things alcohol free and I just love how it's that's really expansive for our listeners right that probably the scariest thing alcohol free Christmas you, was your favorite um yeah. what were your real alcohol free cherished memories or wins about Christmas then um just feeling completely present with it all and not and I think so you know before when I was drinking I would have my whole everything was planned around drinking like Christmas would have been okay we're gonna wake up then and then we'll open the fizz and then it's so it was actually relaxing to not have to feel that I guess it sounds stupid to say pressure but I think that for me was just a really nice feeling to not feel like just not feel the pressure of being like okay we're gonna drink this then we have to go to the pub and then it's I don't know it just felt really good you know what it's it's crazy how until we stop drinking we're not really aware of just how much alcohol can control everything everything is structured especially in this country around alcohol and we can live in a you know live a life where it's just centered around alcohol and when we when we step out of that prison there is a huge sense of freedom right that we we step into yeah absolutely I think I didn't you know for anyone listening like I wasn't like always an everyday drinker I was very much social sometimes binge I live on my you know live on my own so I think for me a lot of everything was kind of centered around if I was going to meet friends it'd be like okay well we can meet in a pub we can have a drink and I don't think I really realized how much like you said my life was kind of revolving around that or not or potentially being controlled by it it was always in my you know my thought if it was a Saturday it was like right what time do we go and what time can we go to the pub yeah and it's it's like I think for so many people alcohol might be the only boundary setting we ever do um, you know, yeah. how can I tell everyone I am not now working? I'm not answering emails or calls. I know I'll have a drink and then I have a reason to say I can't, I'm off duty. Yeah. Or, um, you know, I can't get in my car and drive. And for so many people, it can be the only form of self-care we have. Um, yeah. And when we stop, we're like, oh, I actually have to look at some more authentic ways of doing this. Is that something that's been in your experience? Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, like I said earlier, going through every emotion, you know, any stressful situation, you know, before it would be like, come home and open a bottle of wine. And then having to like navigate that going, what else can I do? And actually, in a way, be okay with maybe being bored, because I I hate the word bored, by the way, but there is a feeling, I think, that I, I... 
I definitely drank to like fill a void of maybe not going out or feeling a bit lonely or feeling a bit bored and actually to then be able to go well you know you've I've heard it on your podcast so many times like how much time you get back Mm. and it's like filling that time with other things that don't mean you're just sat drinking absolutely and also feeling our feelings and not being afraid of them because when we feel we heal (laughs) yeah that was the hard I have to be honest for anyone that was literally the hardest thing I think just sitting in feelings and going okay we need to process this or just or you know because obviously you were my my coach at one point and it was very much like just appreciate the feelings and let let you feel them but sometimes that's quite hard to do if you always masked it with drinking yeah you and you're so right we're all learning how to do this I'm still learning how to do this and we're not taught as children well certainly our generation was not taught as children how to do this we were taught don't be a good girl don't cry have a have a chocolate that's it good girl well done wipe those tears I think it might be changing a bit now um but what what things have you had I can't even speak what things have you found the most helpful um in terms of how to sit with your feelings now um journaling is something that you got me on to so sometimes when I feel like I'm really starting to like spiral with feelings I'll just journal and it definitely helps me to put it all down and be like okay I actually just give myself permission to feel that um I have a dog so I do a lot of walking so it's quite nice to just get out um but yeah it's definitely it's a it's a tricky situation to navigate and be able to just sit with those feelings but it's so good for you to do that yeah I never used to let myself like I've always been since like a toddler I've always been like I'm fine like you know if I'd fall over I'd be like I'm fine don't touch me I'm good and I've always been like that so I think now being completely alcohol free and having to learn to be like it's okay to cry it's okay to feel that you feel every emotion once you stop drinking and you know what it's such it is magical because yeah as spiritual beings we came into this human experience to feel the full range of human emotions that's what we signed up for we chose to come down into onto, onto this plane and we're kind of robbing ourselves of the experience when we numb yeah. um, and there are always rewards on the other side of feeling those really low vibrational feelings right like there's yeah. we can heal and move through them there's an there's an up level there's a freedom that comes afterwards is that something that you've experienced or you can you can kind of reflect on that's happened so far yeah definitely I feel like um it's the freedom of just remembering all everything that you do now I think when you you said something a second ago when it was like we're kind of robbing ourselves, and in a way I know we can't look back and go I wish I'd done this sooner but I wish I'd done this sooner because the amount of really nice amazing nights I've had but then they're they're not remembered after say 10 o'clock so I think the freedom for me is just to have everything in my memory bank I know exactly what I'm saying when I remember everything and I think for me that's just literally the best feeling that you can give yourself 100% not feel controlled or like oh it's just I can't even express people need to give it a go and also it's it's the not feeling shame around those memories that we do remember. Um, I always give the example of when I first tried out sobriety when I was 25, I was like a year sober and I got in a shopping trolley and let my friend push me down the street at one o'clock in the morning. 
because I just felt like being silly. Yeah. And I remember waking up the next day thinking, this is wonderful. I don't feel ashamed. I was just being silly because I felt like it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Um, And actually, the other day I went to a meetup. I don't know if anyone's familiar with the app, but it's like an app where you can go and meet different people. There's different groups. And it was, you know, a 20 to 40 Southeast London one. And I went sober. Like, I went to a bar didn't know anybody, walked in and did it. And I didn't need a glass of wine. And me last year would never dream of doing that. So I've definitely grown in confidence. I was just going to say that is describing genuine confidence. And this is really interesting, Gemma. And I'm really pleased you brought this up because so many people believe, and I was once one of these people, um, that alcohol gives you confidence. And I always say that all the things that society tells us about alcohol are the opposite of the truth. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and so t- tell me more about how, how how that's true for you then. Alcohol chips away at your confidence, right? And being sober gives you confidence. Yeah, because I think obviously alcohol, you're putting that into your body and it's just, it's changing how you feel. It's obviously changing, you're not remembering things, you're talk, you know, or you talk about things that just aren't really relevant. You just start talking rubbish. And I think when you're going into situations when you don't have a, you know you're not having a drink it's just so refreshing to be able to just be yourself and I think the more you you go alcohol free the more you go oh my gosh I can do all of this without a drink and the growth I know it sounds you know cheesy but the growth that you do when you give up alcohol because I I think you have to put work in if you're going to actually you know either try and change your relationship or give it up you have to put work in and I think that's the best thing if you can give it up and put work in on yourself, you will literally come out. I think I'm a better version of myself. So I think this all links back to feeling your feelings because when we're not numbing, we have to listen to our feelings and they're kind of like our compass. They show us what we need to heal next. We can't ignore our healing anymore when we're not numbing, can we? And that is a beautiful process because when we start to show up for our feelings, we heal them. Then the more we do that, the more we up level, the better and better we feel. And that this is one of the many reasons why alcohol is such a manifestation block, right? Because the more we we heal, the more we up-level, the higher vibrational reality we manifest. Yeah. Um, win. So on that note, um, what things have you manifested in sobriety, Gemma? Oh, I guess um, for me, I've always just wanted to just kind of level up. You know, like every I wanted to just take everything to make it just a little bit better than it was. So for me, business is something that I've wanted to maybe, you know, put more time in and to be completely fresh with and present. So I think for me, business, a new, just a new social life, like a, a different social life. I think it's, I, I just feel like I've manifested loads and I actually just feel like so much has happened that could easily, which would never have happened if I hadn't stopped drinking. This is such a fun game to play, isn't it? When you've had your first year alcohol-free, it's actually pinpoint all of the things that you've done that you wouldn't have done and then say, actually, if I hadn't have done that, then I wouldn't have met this person, I wouldn't have met yeah. this person, I wouldn't have met this person, and I wouldn't have done that. And when you start to unravel it, it's like, no, my whole life would be completely different if I hadn't stopped drinking. Absolutely different. I just think in you, you know, if once you stop drinking, you're capable of anything whatever you want to do you can just do it 
And this is obviously as an as an entrepreneur, this yeah. is like super exciting because you said that you, you know, you're showing up in your business more. So in terms of that, then talk to us more about how that's been like shift. What's the word I'm looking for? How that's created shifts for you in your business? So if you're, you know, if you're a weekend drinker, I would say that it would take me to about Wednesday to get rid of that kind of fog. I call, I used to describe it as pollution in my head. It was just, I wasn't quite with it, but I wasn't hungover. But you know, when you're just a little bit not. So I think I used to hate Mondays. It was the worst day of the week. Now I love Mondays because it's a new start to the week and I'm not waking up hungover on a Monday. So I think in terms of work, it's allowed me much more space in my head to be creative. Um, but to, to really just throw myself into my job. Right? And I think it's even just having like one glass of wine on a, on a weeknight, which I would do quite regularly. It definitely filters into everything. So without it, I'm just, uh, yeah, I think creativity is probably the biggest thing. And it's, and my drive is different because I'm, I now want to create a life that I really am proud of and like. And I think giving up alcohol has created so much space in my head to do that. Oh yeah, the space it creates is just amazing. And yeah, the creativity, I completely agree. And there's so much inner child healing um, in our creativity. I, I feel like when we, when we stop drinking, we often take off, quite a few masks alcohol can be a big veneer that we've put on in teenagerhood right around wanting to fit in with the crowd and be cool and seen a certain way and when we take it away um so many people find that we kind of come back to who we were before is that something that you've noticed yeah like I said before I think I'm a different version of myself and I think I was hopefully now the version that I should have always been but I've had so many years of obviously drinking that it it was changing who you know I was becoming someone different because of what I was doing like with with alcohol so yeah definitely I just I feel so good that's amazing you can you can tell it to talk to you your your whole like posture and face like oozes kind of happiness and contentment um yeah I'm going to move a little bit on now, uh, Gemma, to talk about spirituality, because I know that um, when we were coaching, this was something that we enjoyed talking about quite a lot and getting quite excited about. So um, for you, what's been um, your spiritual insights into being alcohol free? Give me some more. Give give me some examples. Um, So connecting with our higher self, meditating, um, thinking about spirit world and our spirit guides. Okay, so we know, obviously, when we chatted, I've, I'm really, I'm a big dreamer. As yeah. in, like, I have really vivid dreams that I remember quite a lot. And this yeah. is actually really weird, Annika. So th- I have told you before that I used to have the same dream that I would be searching for something in my grandma's house. Yeah. And it was, it was a reoccurring dream. So I had it often, always searching something in her bedroom, and I could never find it. My grandma passed away 10, 11 years ago. I... I don't know if I told you this, but I got um, a lot of her old jewellery that was in a box in a drawer in my bedroom, my bedroom. So after I told you about those dreams, I took that box out and I displayed the the jewellery. I never had that dream again. Last night, I had a dream, no joke, where I was searching her living room 
And it was the cabinet that she used to have. And I was like, come, but it was in the new people's house, whoever bought the house, but her cabinet was there and I was searching through it. But I don't know what I was looking for. So again, it's things like that. I just, I loved exploring that with you because I, I was to have that reoccurring dream. And I remember it all the time. Yeah, I do remember having that discussion with you. Um, and yeah, it's it's so exciting. It makes life feel so magical, isn't it? When we when we notice these things and we start connecting in with them. Um, yeah. yeah. And how amazing that you had another one the night before you were talking to me again. <laughs> I know. And I honestly, I was thinking I haven't had that dream since we really, I think I we lasted a coaching session back in maybe September, August, and I haven't had one since. Oh my goodness. So weird. Oh, so what do you think that one's showing you? I don't know, because obviously today's my year of being alcohol free. Yeah. So is it, I don't, I don't know. Is it maybe that I'm now, what, what's next? Oh, and that actually, I think is your subconscious slash your spirit guide slash someone telling us that's what the next question should be. That's yeah. weird. That was in my head that I was going to ask you next. Yeah. <laughs> Looking into year two then, so you've got year one under your belt, you feel amazing, um, you've done all your first, you've ticked them all off. What What's year two going to be about for you, do you think, Gemma? Keep growing, keep... What I would like to do is to keep help, I guess, inspire other people to do the same. I started a sober TikTok account. Yeah. And I I documented my journey from like day 20, I think. And I pretty much did a video every day. And then past few months, it's been a bit, not as many. But the amount of people that then comment on it saying, you know, they wish they could do it. And and everyone can. I know everyone's obviously different, you know, journeys with alcohol. So I, I know it's all different. But I would quite like year two to be focused on build, keep building me, center myself around people that are really good for me like get rid of all the the riffraff that don't serve me well anymore and I would like to keep inspiring people to give it a go oh I love that and just to kind of reflect back on the um kind of get getting rid of the riffraff um what you're talking about there is clearing space now obviously when you let go of alcohol you were clearing space and you were activating the universal law of vacuum which is a hugely magnetic thing to do but it's not just about alcohol anything that doesn't serve us is taking up space and blocking other manifestations from coming through and I love that that your your intuition is guiding you as you go into chapter two to have a little look a little bit of a cleanup a bit of clearing space ready to welcome in the new so that's awesome that's something that I always invite everyone to do is set one of any kind of manifestation processes where can I clear space and I love that your next step is really coming from a place of service yeah that's so cool so your TikTok account um is that something that people how can people find that I'll put it in the show notes as well for everyone um yeah so you can find it so it's I think my handle is Gemma Sober Curious because yeah. at the time I was very sober curious. I was just going to maybe just learn to moderate, which I now know I'm not. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the whole TikTok thing, I was I was never going to share it. I was it was ho- it was hopefully something nobody would find. And then my sister-in-law found it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, people are going to start finding me. But then actually, I'm so proud of it because it's it's amazing to be able to show other people the ups and downs. And I've ne- I've not been I've been completely honest on it. If I had a, 
a bad day, I'd be like, you know, I've had a really awful social experience without, you know, alcohol, the highs and the lows. So, yeah. And I also have a um, sober, curious Facebook group for anyone that just wants a bit of inspiration, support. What's that called? The Sober Curious Squad. Oh, I love it. I'll put that in the show notes as well. Yeah, it's nice. It's a nice group of people. They're so, so supportive. That's so amazing. And with that one, am I right? If I remember rightly, when you started that up, you did not expect it to be as big as it is, right? Yeah, so my TikTok's sitting at nearly 5,000, which is crazy. It's just amazing that people want to tune into kind of that kind of content. Mm -hmm. But that, to be honest, that's one of the reasons why I started to think about changing my relationship with it. I know, you know, like at the whole algorithm, I must have looked at someone's video for too long about giving up alcohol and then all that all TikTok did was show me it and I remember looking at those videos going no and I quickly scroll past be like that's not me don't need to do that and actually without that I don't know where I'd be now because it really it opened up a whole world of I think the community of like people who want to do the same who you know you could watch them like their first you know a few, few weeks to like a year on and to see the journey and go I really want that and Absolutely. The social media is helping the alcohol-free revolution so yeah. much and what you're really describing there Gemma is that you were given so many expanders you were you were allowing your mirror neurons to see how so many people do what you wanted to do and make you realize actually it's totally possible yeah. and people are completely normal people like me and and they're doing it and so can I and now you're doing the same for other people so that's just so so helpful so if there's anyone listening now who's like you were uh, a year ago when you know when you were looking at that first TikTok video and you just weren't quite there yet um and they're like oh I want to but I don't really know um if I can what would you tell them um so initially, I would say, give yourself a bit of a goal. I did, t- my goal was 28 days. So I wasn't, there was no dry, it wasn't like a dry Jan or anything. It was just, if I can do 28 days, I'll be happy. So I think giving yourself a goal, being confident with your decision. So having the answers in your head to say to people, no, I'm not going to drink because the amount of people that say, oh, what well, you're not drinking tonight. Or especially if you are someone who was known to be one in the pub drinking or, so I think, know what you're going to say so that you can be like, nope, I'm not doing it. I'm not drinking. And, you know, you'll feel more confident with it. And, you know, I wish I'd done from the very beginning. It was literally written like a written journal of my experience because it is amazing to see throughout the first month or so the the little tiny changes that creep in for the better. So I would say keep, keep a date, keep a journal, know what you're going to say and give yourself a small small goals and just build on it if you want to just carry it on love that and you know what else is a really fun thing to do to add on to the journaling task keep a list of all the stuff you manifest it because you're being alcohol free every opportunity every wonderful moment that happens and you know it's because you're alcohol free you wouldn't have had that if you were drinking write it down um, and collect proof 
Um, and it is amazing how much we how much more we manifest without without the poison, the vibrational lowerer. That's very not articulate of me. Um, <laughs> that is alcohol. <laughs> it's just amazing. And I just I wish that it'd be so nice to be able to give someone a day or a week of being alcohol free, but give them all the benefits of what it feels like after even six months. And for that them to let them live in that for like a week. And then see what they decide to do. Because I think once you experience the good stuff, it's so difficult to think, why would you ever drink again? Oh, that's so true. Because actually, anyone, most people, unless they've got decided to be so curious, most people haven't gone without alcohol for more than a month. So lots, it's quite fashionable now, isn't it, to do things like dry January. But as you say, um, the real amazing benefits come like three months in, six months in. Um, and so many people just don't ever experience that. Um, and yeah, wouldn't it be wonderful? We could like bottle that and like, give people the opportunity to just try it for a week. That would be so good. Yeah, I think lots of people would then carry on. Yeah. Well, oh. one other thing I think I what I love about having my TikTok is that I can see the change in how I looked from just dry skin. I, I didn't look bad, but I look so different to how I look a year ago. Yeah. which is crazy and it's so nice to see that yeah it is amazing isn't it what alcohol does to the to the face and to the body and to our sleep and all on all sorts of levels like it's incredible how what changes and I don't know about you but the biggest thing that I have really loved about giving up alcohol is knowing my body completely inside out so you know if I have a headache then I know there's something I need to drink water or I, I know if I'm not feeling well or I know my moods might be because of my cycle but before I wouldn't have known because it was always either oh well actually yeah I did have a glass of wine last night so it's probably that and it's so cool to know what your body's doing yeah and actually this is another reason why I call alcohol like an, an act of ignoring ourselves because we use alcohol to feel to, to stop feeling things that we don't want to feel right to numb our emotions but alcohol also creates synthetic feelings like anxiety and depression. And those synthetic feelings then perpetuate this whole act of ignoring ourselves. Because every time we feel anxious or depressed, we just think, oh, it's probably because I'm hungover. Um, let me not listen to that. Oh, I know. Let me numb it with another glass of wine. And yeah. then we just completely, it's so disorientating. We don't know what's real and what isn't. Therefore, we listen to none of it. Um, and then we don't heal. And this is why we stay so stuck, right, when, we, when we're drinking. And now, yeah, you can completely trust every little bit of biofeedback you get. And yeah. Into it. I love that. I definitely felt like a generalized anxiety was gone mm. after a few months. I was on, you know, antidepressants or SS, you know, like the anti-anxiety ones. And I actually came off them after maybe three months of being alcohol free because so much of my anxiety was alcohol yeah. with the effects of it, what it was doing to me. But once I stopped that, I was like, this is, this is okay. Like things felt so much easier to manage. Yeah. God, alcohol is like pouring petrol on the bonfire of anxiety, isn't it? Yeah. So many people find that their anxiety completely goes when they stop drinking, but you know, sometimes there are other issues, um, underlying that are linked to anxiety but we get to heal them when we start showing up for them and stop masking them right yeah you get to maybe work out what the actual other things are so 
yeah it's amazing and I you know I am back I am back on the the old search lane but it's more for like my cycle now because I know my cycle and I know my patterns so it's not the anxiety I thought I was experiencing before it's something new that I only know now because I don't drink exactly it's that clarity you yeah. grab the steering wheel of life Gemma that's what you've yes. done <laughs> amazing amazing oh thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story so nice to connect with you again um and just for anyone that's listening that is like oh alcohol-free dog trainer in east london hello um can you let us know where they can find you yep so my business is called milne and mutt so that's my last name milne i think you'll probably put it in the show notes so milne and mutt dog training and i'm southeast london so if you're anywhere near greenwich I'm around that area. So hit me up on Instagram, website, whatever. Amazing. Thanks so much for coming on. And um, Thanks for having me. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to me today. If you would like to have the chance of winning a free one-to-one coaching session with me, then I'd love it if you could leave me a five-star review. All you need to do is take a screenshot of the review and send it to me at thrive at coachingbyannika.co.uk and I would love to connect with you. If you would like to connect with me further and you'd like to download my free guide, then please go to my website and you can do that and you'll be added to my mail list. Or if you would just like to book in a free discovery call with me, then you can do so via my email address or through my website. All of these links will be in the show notes. And I hope you have a wonderful, magical, sober week. And I will see you this time in the next week.